Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Uh, you know, basically try not to pay too much attention to the news, you know? Oh, yeah, man. What, what, what part is it? The, uh, the, the kids getting killed at a festival by uh, <laughs> Travis Scott? <laughs> that's what I've been, yeah. that's all, all I've been hearing about. You hear about yeah, that? well, you know, one of the things that kind of annoys me a little bit is we finally pass an infrastructure bill that we've been trying to pass for how long now? Mm, oh, yeah, how yeah. many years? But the, the big news is, is, is Big Bird. You know, you heard this shit about Big Bird that, you know, the. No, no, no. Let me uh, tell me. Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I, I pay attention to different news, man. Like, you, you know, this is all <laughs> over the place. OK, you know, um, basically, uh, Big Bird has a Twitter account, of course, because he's a fucking bird, I guess. <laughs> OK. OK, I'm, I'm doing a Google search right now. Big Bird Twitter. OK. Yeah, and so he tweeted that, you know, he went and got his vaccination. You know, because oh, okay. he's evidently supposed to be six years old. Big Bird is, is supposed to be six years old. He's okay. six years old. He was and so a- now that age group is, you know, uh, able to go get vaccinated, right? So he goes and gets vaccinated and says, you know, got my vaccination today. My wing, I guess, is a little sore. Is what he said, something like that. My wing is a little sore. I mean, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, then, you know, starts catching shit for it, you know? And, um, you know, one of the, I guess, the first uh, well-known political figures was uh, Ted Cruz. Um, and he called it uh, government propaganda for your five-year-old. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, it is like... Uh... I could understand, you know, if like people didn't have the ability to see what's going on in other countries. Yeah. Like if they just thought that, that the 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 pandemic and the, and the COVID was only happening here, you know, then I would, I would be like, wait, something is going on here because if we're the only country that's dealing with COVID and no one else is, there's some, there's some shit going on. Right. But, yeah, but dude, right we, now Germany is still getting fucked hard with it. Yeah. 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 No, I get, I get it. I think the, I think the, uh, the mentality is like, you know, not a lot of kids like, like die you, you know what i mean of covid 19 right so like uh they're like well you know now we're protecting what about the new variant 
the new Delta yeah. variant. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't follow the. I, I really try to avoid the pandemic news. You don't have kids. You're lucky. Yeah, man. exactly. No, for sure. For sure. <laughs> this, this is shit exactly, that I don't want I mean. to keep up with. But as a father yeah, yeah. of twins, I have to. For sure. You know? For sure. And this I is owe it to I mean myself by... to at least know as many different, you know, inputs as I can. And so that's why I go to all these different media outlets. Um, for sure. Because, you know, it, hey, if there's a reason for them, you know, like a conspiracy theory that makes sense or something like that, then, you know, I might I mean, listen I in. But I, when you have all these think... experts that are saying, you know, kind of the similar things and it's happening all over the fucking world. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's different varying shades of like what uh, pe- why people didn't want to get their vaccine, right? It could be. Well, almost- and then the other part that makes it hard is there's going to be people that are just immune to it, you know, they'll never need the shot or anything like that, you know, and they've gone through life and they and they go without it. They say, yes, yeah, he's just a bunch of crap. I never got my shot. I never needed it. You know, it's like, well, you know what? You're one of the blessed people that were naturally immune to it. What, okay. What do, you, what do you think about the Aaron Rodgers thing? The Aaron Rodgers, because like Fucking he says, idiot man. He says he's uh he says he's um allergic immunized. To, uh, said he was immunized. Well, he said he's allergic to one of the uh, uh ingredients of the of the uh, um vaccine or something like that. You know what I mean? I didn't. I've never, I haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, so the point is, like, I think like what he was saying is that I mean, again, I think his using the word immunized is kind of like not not being very uh. Hey, dude, look, if you're allergic to one of the ingredients, say it. Say, look, you know what? Here's the honest God's truth, okay? Evidently, I am allergic to part of the... um, And hey, who knows? There there, there probably are people who are like that who shouldn't be taking the fucking vaccine. Very few, very few. But there are. there's always going to be, you know, exceptions to the rule. And so for him, what I think he should have said is, hey, you know what? Um, evidently I'm allergic to the, the vaccine. I've done taken every step that I can I mean, other than the vaccine to make sure that I am immune from the, the virus. So that's all that's it. I mean, I mean personally, personally, just from reading his body language, like I felt like the Oh yeah, thing if was you go like, by that, like... if you go by like the body language and everything, yeah, he was trying to just not make a big deal out <laughs> yeah. of it and kind of slink no, no. past it. What I'm, what I'm saying is that I think that, like, for me, it, it seemed like the allergy thing is bullshit, actually, because if he was allergic to it in the very beginning, he would have said that at the very beginning, right? He wouldn't have said, like, oh, I was immunized. Like, you know, I mean, to me, that's what, just, like, for me. Oh, okay, so, yeah, this. you think, yeah, if he's lying, fuck him. Then, you <laughs> yeah, know, I, think I think he's asshole. fucking lying. Yeah, but I'm just saying, well, like. Who knows, though, dude? You know, there may there, there could be people like that out there. You know, like, not everybody is. You know, yeah, I think I think his thing genetically made like, up the same. That's the that's the problem in, in yeah, with you, vaccines you, and everything. We're all so different. Well, you know, I got a, you had you know I had a really bad reaction from the yeah, vaccine. I know, too, right? dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't so, even let I mean, me know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, what I was saying is that uh, I think you know, especially a guy like Aaron Rodgers, he should have just been upfront and said like, hey, I'm allergic to something inside the vaccine um and then like uh i can't take it but here uh, these are the alternate treatments because there are like other uh treatments and things like that for people who how about the covid pill now by pfizer it's like 90 percent effective i mean yeah i mean you know i think at the end man it's i just can't wait till all this is over like you know you know it's if you think about it lockdown was actually quite a long time ago if you yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it, the tale of lockdown. 20 months. 
yeah, 20 yeah. months. At the beginning of this year, we were still locked down in March, you know, so we've been we've been kind of like free for like five, five months to like uh, if you had the vaccine, you could kind of travel, man, like, you know, but um, yeah, it just seems so long time ago now that everything was like so locked down and it seems like some people like they're still in that same uh, like when it was in the thick of it, you know, so. I don't know. I and mean, you know what, dude? There's there's always going to be people that are going to, I think from now on, I think there's going to be people that mask up no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there I have think... been, you know, I've, I've, I've always seen somewhere, you know, like people with masks on and shit when they're traveling or something like that. Yeah, Asian um, people, man. So, Asian people are on that mask. Yeah, and, and I didn't want to say that. People say that. <laughs> <laughs> really long time. But yeah, ago, man. I think it's smart. What yeah. I have noticed is there's been less sicknesses, especially in our house. You know what I mean? Like the kids back before they, the, the whole COVID thing went down, they came home sick with something every other week or so, or more often than that, you know, hacking, yeah. sneezing. You know, like, so wait, how was whatever. Halloween for your, for the kids, man, this year? Did they, cause last year there was oh, no dude, spoil, treating, right? spoil little son of a bitches, man. They went to uh, their, um, uh, what we call their, their aunt and uncle and cousins uh, or Germans that uh, my wife's ex-husband and, and wife and children, they have a nice place in the Palisades. Okay. So uh, that little neighborhood right around there is, they go big time with the, uh, with the house. With the full-size candy bars. Dude, full, like even bigger than that. And this one house has a, <laughs> they a give theater on the candy outside. Bars. Like they tape up a projector and they put it up on the, the, the garage door, which is massive. And so you can just walk by be walking down the street, stop and sit there and watch part of the little, you know, kids show or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Like a, um, a real, uh, cotton candy maker sitting right there. <laughs> you sit there and make cotton candy right in front of the kids. because you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're just like, okay, you know, Jeez, know you guys, when you're going to be having that, you know, hangover, that sugar hangover in a couple of days, you gotta, you gotta cut, start coming down off the sugar, you know? Yeah. You know, I, when I was a kid, I used to eat just sugar. I, because my parents would never let me have candy, you know, and so this was the day that I actually get free candy from people. So I would literally eat so many pieces of candy that my I would sit there with my stomach, stomach just aching, you, yeah. you know. Lennox and, got the big um, stomach ache, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must, but I mean, last year they didn't get to trick or treat, basically, right? Because it was uh, no. the, the, you know, so everybody was just like, yeah, you know, I, I was just thinking like, there's some houses. It's kind of weird that. Uh, you know, they didn't want to trick or treat. I mean, they, they didn't want to pass out candy, even though they had uh, um, decorations up, man. Like, that's confusing to me. Like, you know what I mean? Are they, where do they go? Like, you took the time to, like, decorate your house for Halloween. You know, I, you don't I, get, pass out I candy. get that. I'm, like, I, I can, I can that. understand that. But um, it's it's confusing for the kids, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand it. But there's this one little street right down the not too far away from us that evidently is like the street to go to in Encino and they decided not to do it again this year. Oh, so. I see. Well, actually, you know, I had a little party at my house, um, like an adult party, like, right. So it's just like, uh, um, but by, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know, actually, I think that I'm going to start mentioning it on the show. I have like the worst neighbor, just one neighbor. There's always one neighbor. Oh God. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, 11 30 you, you know what i mean the music's not even that loud really but you know he's saying that the uh, the subwoofer or just the sub bass how did how did the neighbor let you know 
well, he texted me, you, you know what I mean? And then I just I just kind of like shut everything off immediately. Right. And uh, I was just like, you, you know what I mean? And then but then the next day, um, you know, I just kind of like tested the sound and everything like that. I was like, man, it's not even that loud, man. Have you ever had a like went outside your place and checked it yeah, out? I actually checked the decibel numbers and I tell uh, you what, dude, let me know which neighbor it is next time I'm over there. <laughs> hey, just kidding. But no, I mean, have you ever had bad name? I mean, like, I feel like I've, I'm always that like neighbor that like is gonna be too loud or you know it's gonna have people over late. I always live in like, uh, people like a neighborhood where like you know people are a little bit more quiet than me. Like you know, I mean, but I don't think I'm that, like that actually that loud or anything like that too. You know, so I don't know. You've never been that problem. You had that problem, well, dude. Uh, you know. Um... <laughs> Not really, because, uh, you know, especially for the last, you know, 11 or 12 years, I've had kids, so. That's true. And I guess, I, you know, you're, you're like a, a painter, man. Painters aren't really known to be, like, very loud. <laughs> very loud people, right? Yeah. You, you my know my I mean? artwork is, is very delicate and, and, and uh, yeah, articulate. Did you dress up at all for uh, Halloween, man? No. No? What about the kids? What do they dress up as? Oh, dude, they had these fancy uh costumes the the wife went all out because they didn't go last year i guess yeah, it makes sense um they got these uh the, the daughter georgie had this i guess it was um it was like a big zebra was, she was a big zebra and the the cost she fit it was like it had an air pack that came along with it with a motor oh nice it was constantly inflating it so it's it, it stayed all poofy yeah 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 and so you know she's down inside there and you can't even tell what the hell's in there you know and she couldn't see that well because it was a little bit too big for her and so she had to kind of like bend it down like this so she could see all the eye <laughs> openings and then my son had this um his was the same thing it had a uh you know like an air pack and, and, a, and a little battery powered motor that would constantly keep it inflated and it was basically an alien holding a kid oh nice okay, okay. And so it made it look like he was the kid and his, you know, his feet were short and, you know, he's actually half the kid and half the alien, you know, the aliens like holding on to the kid. And like, if you, if he started running and tried to grab hold of the, <laughs> the wall or something like that, it looked fucking hilarious. It's kind of like um, this. There it is. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So nice, man. Nice. <laughs> nice yeah i mean uh, had a great time they had a great time you know good, man. halloween's always a good party day uh but you know I, I i you know there's a lot of things to do during halloween man um well also speaking of uh scary things to do you went down to skid row oh you know what um <laughs> speaking of, right? of scary like uh yeah every time i go down there it's it's you know um it's a little sketchy and you know Luckily, as soon as whoever is checking me out sees that I'm doing artwork, they usually leave me alone. But, you know, I've seen people robbed right in front of me. I've had my truck robbed. <laughs> um, but this time, uh, you know, I was out there with Wildlife and with SC Marrow and uh, Stephen uh, Ziegler with uh, These Days um, uh, LA uh, Art Studio right there on Winston, 118 Winston. Uh, he was out there. And uh, actually, Bandit showed up also, man. I didn't even recognize him. He uh, he looks different. I can't see. Oh, there he is all the way to the right. There's Bandit. Um, yeah. And then the, the guys to my right in this uh, photo that we're looking at, um, I forget who they were exactly. But I do know that the guy standing right next to me 
basically covered us because this dude came rolling up to the light on uh right now you're on winston and so the the street that's to the left of that that's perpendicular is los angeles street and this dude was coming down these dudes were coming down los angeles street and they stopped at the light and they're like taking a video or a photo or something like that and they're like yeah you know you round from around here and we're like going okay you know what do you what do you say to something like that you know and luckily that dude uh was like uh i'm not gonna say exactly what he said because he, you know i'm even though i'm saying what he said i still don't want to say the n-word but he was like you know dude you ain't either i ain't seen you around here you know in, in so long or something <laughs> like that you know what i mean so it was nice That's to funny, have someone man. there who was from there that was able to call someone out that may have been down there a while back, but hadn't been there in a while or whatever. And the dude's like, yeah, you ain't been around here now either, you know? So the dude started <laughs> laughing. The dude started laughing because he got called out. And uh, yeah, he That's didn't funny, say anything man. else and he you know, went driving off. But um, yeah, that was awesome, man. I mean, you know, talking about getting there um, on time and, and getting it done and, uh, you know, very short amount of time uh, and, you know, wildlife's idea of, of making it like a, a street sign um you know they basically had cordoned off the the green and with the white border around it and that was all ready to go when i rocked up you can see right Dude, there in the awesome, video we're watching that i just you know popped my my stencil up there and, and sprayed it down and then he had the the words that he added to it and uh dude no time at all we were done um and uh yeah there's the, the finished piece the mayor of skid row general jeff rest in peace that's awesome um, but yeah, man, that uh, that was uh, that that went really well. You know, um, it was nice to see some people come down and, and uh, hang out with us and kind of keep us safe. Um, but uh, so I, I actually did another piece. Um, you know what? I'm gonna grab it and show you right quick because a uh, picture is worth a, a thousand words they say. So let me just bring this thing in here um there's uh this thing called team c's right now that um mark rober and and uh mr beast most recently uh were promoting um and it's basically they're they have an autonomous um uh, creation like a little ship that actually goes to rivers and cleans the trash out like autonomously that means like automatically without someone having to sit there and do it yep. and then they have this other um invention that this young kid actually came up with that goes out in, in the big sea areas. And it's basically, you know, they just, they pull this um, big towing, um, a big net or something like that. And it brings in all the trash and they're just getting all the trash. And they're gonna start working on that big patch that is out in the uh, Pacific. And so they're trying to raise money for that. Mm -hmm. So I did this piece here, which is on a, uh, a road work ahead sign. Um, and it's uh, it has the the whales that I did, um, and uh, it has the teach empathy um, little thought bubble on there as well. And then uh, it says, "Please repair our home." Nice. <laughs> and uh, I also wrote Team C's on there. I don't know if you could see that. Um, no, it's up here. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Nice, man. I like how you got all the stickers yeah. on there, too. Man. Hold on a second. I can't hear you. Let me get my uh, headphones back on. 
uh, basically, you know, teach straight one of his whales that uh, I think it's a collaboration with Wyland that he started. And sorry, uh, what'd you, you say know, there? I was saying I was just describing the piece that there's a lot of cool stickers on it as well too. You know, it's just very like a um, street sign piece, man. I love those pieces. That well, um, the the idea and reasoning behind all the stickers and everything um, is to kind of make it look like it's trash, basically. You know, it's like kind of looks like the ocean is right now. And um, so that's uh, that's why all the stickers are on there. Um, and some of them are my stickers, you know, basically saying that I'm a, probably a part of the problem as well. But uh, basically, um, probably going to have, you know, about 12 foot by 12 foot, 12 inch by 12 inch prints uh, made of this piece. And then half of whatever I charge for them, I'm going to put towards Team C's. Awesome, man. Well. Um, it, it looks awesome, man. And, uh, you know, it, I like how it looks kind of like trash, but I mean, in a good way, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just kind of like it has that weathered look, you know what I mean? I think it's uh, pretty sweet. I've sold uh, a bunch of pieces like this um, through actually a few of the galleries as well. So it's one of the, you know, it's, it's kind of like what we learned from Kai, you know, his, his if you remember what he was saying about, you know, if you're going to be doing street art, it should be done on an element from the street. Yeah. Um, yeah and, you know, street signs, you can't get much more street than that. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, oh, well, he's here. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, you, you know, I want to give a, just a little introduction, man. We, you know, when Teach and I, we traveled to Amsterdam and, uh, you, you know, one of the uh, premier street arts that was being showcased uh was street art frankie man and i'm so excited yeah, at the od have... gallery yeah the OD gallery, the exactly. OD gallery. And, and you know um... this guy's this guy's stuff is like next level man I, it reminds me like of sc marrow's stuff you, you know a little bit how it's like kind of like street installations but it's just like so well, he's creative. he's uh he's a i would say i would call him uh he's kind of mastered uh more than just one medium and bringing a few mediums together in his pieces and they're uh just you know very very witty and, and intelligent and uh you know a smart guy him, uh, a little envious <laughs> put on your red shoes and dance the blues let's dance to the song we're playing on the welcome street our frankie man how you doing good how you doing Oh awesome. man, it's awesome to have you on the show. We were just complimenting uh, your work and how much we love it, man. And so it's awesome to have you on the show. And for the audience that's just listening, uh, Street Art Frank just joined us and he has a red beanie on, his uh, signature red beanie, I would say. And then uh, what's that in the back you is have? Is that a there? beanie? No, that's more of a ski hat. Ski, ski hat. hat. <laughs> uh, some sort of a beanie, it's my signature red <laughs> Uh, ever since I saw the movie um, Life Aquatic by Steve Sisu, you saw this movie by Wes. Yes, Edmund. yes. I really liked that movie with Bill and Murray. <laughs> and, oh, uh, he was okay. red and ever since I've been wearing a red beanie, so it became some sort of my signature. It's a, it's a Bill Murray movie, Teach. I mean, you pretty much kind of get the gist when you uh, and as you can see oh, right here. Oh well, yeah, okay. Here's the red hat. So, <laughs> you know, it's Bill Bill Murray doing his best, man. You know, but uh, yeah, it's awesome movie. Yeah. Dude, Frankie, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you're you're coming to us. Where are you right now? I'm in Amsterdam at my home. Just oh, my second home, man. I so wish jealous. I could be there. We could go <laughs> hang out and have a beer, man. Uh, I love that place. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun place. 
Yeah, did you grow up in Amsterdam or? Um... Well, unfortunately I didn't. I, I grew up in the south of the Netherlands in a small village, but uh, ever since I was young, I was dreaming about Amsterdam. You had comics books when I was young. Um, they were called um, Chef van Uckel. It's like a, a comic book, but it's really detailed. And you always saw like Amsterdam, but there was people like having sex on the street and shitting on the street. I was like, <laughs> oh, we don't have this in my village. Oh, I need to go to Amsterdam and always cars crashing and people smoking. I was like, whoa, this place to be. So uh, ever since I was young, I was dreaming about going to Amsterdam. So That's amazing, man, because it's just like, you know, for us, it's like, for me too, I always heard about Amsterdam being such a crazy place and for me to be able to visit, but it just seemed like so much closer for you. Uh, you're like, hey man, like I, you know, growing up and- uh, Well, it's much more tame these days from from uh, from what I remember the last time I was there and, and from what I've heard of how, you know, the way it was before. Um, but uh, I, when did you, okay, you said you're looking at comic books when you were younger. When, uh, when did you realize that, uh, you know, you're gonna be an artist? Like when did, how early did that set on? Well, my dad was an, uh, an inventor, so we had a garage, and my dad was always building stuff, like uh, like engines, and <laughs> I don't know, it was always madness. So uh, when I was young, he taught me how to create my own toys. So we were going to uh, toy shops, and then he, was, he said to me, okay, well, what do you want to have? And then let's build it at the, our garage. And, Oh wow! Well, a lot of imagination, right? So when we were building a train, it was like a block with a with a pipe on it. I said, I got a train and stuff like that. And then um, I think when I was like twelve years old, I was really into building my own bikes and stuff like that, and like all this technical stuff. And then um, now, when you say bike, do you mean like bicycle or motorcycle? Nah, like like a motorcycle with an engine, it's like a, a moped, you know. Oh wow, okay. Because you know Holland is famous for the amount of bicycles. I thought you were, I thought you were talking about uh, uh like. That's why I wanted to make sure. I yeah, yeah. I kind of thought I understood. You know, at that age, you know, normally if a kid's gonna make a bike, it's just gonna be a bicycle. It's not gonna have a motor or anything. <laughs> but we're talking about uh, Frankie here. So, with a dad yeah, yeah, as an inventor, yeah. man, that's amazing. But my my dad made my first bicycle when I was really young, and I can still remember that one because. During that time, you had the movie E.T. You, you, you definitely saw that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. In the <laughs> theater when it came out. Yeah, so, so I was mental about the BMX uh, uh, bikes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely needed to have one, but they were really uh, expensive. and my, my parents didn't have the money. So when it was a Santa Claus, uh, my dad said, yeah, there's one in the garage. And I was going to the garage and then he built one himself. But you know, just a child and he made it lower and with all the, these pipes around the metal and a shield in front and at that time I still thought oh it's not a BMX and I was like crying like oh it's not a real BMX but <laughs> right now when I see pictures of me riding that bike when I was young yeah that one but, but when I when I'm when I'm checking photos of me when I was young at the bike that my dad made compared to all my friends at the real BMX I, I think I look way more fresh than all the others <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I no, totally for sure. understand what you mean because, like, my parents, my dad was kind of an engineer himself, and so um, he wanted to build a skateboard, you know, for me. And I was like, oh no, it's not the same, you know. And we never got the real type of, you know, clothing. It was always the knockoff clothing. And it was kind of like that's not exactly it, but okay. So I totally get, you know, yeah. how you're feeling. Like you just wanted to, and dude, I used to ride BMX myself, you know. 
So I totally get that, uh, you know, you want, just wanted a BMX bike at the time. Yeah. But now you're saying you're looking back and... I think it's way more, like I said, it's way more fresh. And I'm the only kid that really stands out from a lot of kids. <laughs> As it's, kids, it's hard for us to... looks like it is way cooler. So I think that started all this doing stuff yourself and creating stuff uh, when I was really young. Nice, nice, man. Well, I think that's a pr pretty I was awesome. telling... Uh... <laughs> I was telling James that, um, you know, one of the things that I've, that I noticed about your artwork is that you're, you're like multimedia master, you know, it's not like you're just doing stencils or you're just doing, you know, something that's two dimensional, man. You, you started with the three dimensional basically. Well, yeah, of course I was also, also into hip hop when I was young and then, uh, you know, you hear about oh, the nice. Yeah, that it was like, we had a festival, a hip hop festival in the city near my village, Eindhoven. It was called Planet Rock, and there was always people doing graffiti. I was like, "Whoa, this looks really fresh!" Because I think every kid during at my age was also into Transformers, and these graffiti guys had like the sharp angles. I was like, "Whoa, Transformers stuff! I need to do yeah, that myself." Yeah. yeah. Well, around was, what year was this? Just just for the audience, Frankie. Uh, I think Planet Rock. It was around. 95 or something 94. okay okay and, uh, <laughs> nice that's the gold one of the golden eras of hip-hop yeah so yeah because all the all the big hip-hop heads came to came to my my city you know and uh, everybody was doing graffiti so I, I really tried that stuff but i wasn't really good at the graffiti stuff and then i think it was uh well i i did study industrial product design so i was pretty good at creating things with machines but it wasn't until the book banksy hit me you know the war and peace book yeah, yes. I think around 2000 or something that I hear about Banksy and I saw him doing the stencil stuff. And I was like, whoa, yeah, you can prepare stuff at home, you know, <laughs> so you yeah. don't have to be good at the spot. You can you can be good at preparing it really good at your house. <laughs> and of yeah. course, you start with the stencils and stickers. But then I thought, damn, I'm, I'm way better with, with creating stuff with machines. And so why don't do it in the three dimensional way? Like Banksy was also doing it uh, a little bit, but with him showing like, hey, you can prepare stuff at home and then place it in the street. I thought, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Amsterdam, one of the reasons it's my favorite cities is because you want to talk about street art, man, and competition in terms of getting noticed. Okay. Amsterdam, <clears throat> there's tons of stickers everywhere. You know, there's wheat paste everywhere. I mean, like, you know, one of the things that initially drew me to the city was basically just the amount of street art. And I'm saying that for you to be able to, prepare something at home and i think and then just put it out on the street and then you know it's just a different next level kind of stuff man so I, about I, when was it you put your first street piece out like whatever it was when was that oh but that was still the graffiti stuff i had like uh putting uh frank is brut it's it's translating frank is like rough or something uh at the candy store nice. <laughs> like but that was, that's where you're like 12 or something like that but you're not really good but right I think right Okay, then the, the more sophisticated piece, like the, the stenciling or the, the 3D pieces, when did you start putting those out? Well, I, I think it was around 2000 that I... Oh, wow, I okay. first, like, real 3D piece. I was, I was making these uh, basketball poles in, in like, uh, water, when you have, like, a lake and then put a water pole, uh, like a base uh, basketball pole with a basket and stuff sure. in the middle of the lake. I thought it looked fresh. Uh, but... <laughs> Having said that, I found out way later that uh, David Hammonds was already 
doing stuff with basketball poles and stuff like that. So, uh, but I think that was the first thing that I ever did. But then I think I, I started um, fixing stuff uh, because I thought it was interesting that there's always stuff broken in the street, uh, like uh, water pipes or stuff like that. And I thought, okay, it, it's nice to fix them, but it's way more interesting to fix them in a complex way, like putting a slide in between and a, and a rod that the water goes spinning and that it makes sounds that you walk in the street and you're thinking, who the hell fixed this, <laughs> this thing? <laughs> and, and, and then with this fixing stuff, uh, it all started. Just if, if there's a letter missing uh, at a street sign, you can always tell a story where the le letter end up. Like is somebody eating the letter or is the letter walking away or whatever? And then there's always holes and stuff like that. So I was trying to tell stories about how did it happen? <laughs> why do I, why is it broken? Why is it missing? Why is it? and try to come up with a little story and but when you start paying attention to details in the street well then <clears throat> there's of course a zillion of possibilities and then you start creating bigger stuff and i think my breakthrough or i don't know if it's a breakthrough but it, i think it was 2009 i guess I, I was doing all this stuff just like banksy without saying my name because i thought hey, it's cool to <laughs> keep it under the radar and stuff like yeah. that then i and we had, um, uh, they were making a, a new metro line in Amsterdam. It was called the North-South line. And they were drilling uh, yeah, in the floor and they had like an insulation and it was steaming all day and all night, like 24 seven, but like big steam. So I was driving down with my bicycle like every day and I thought, man, this looks like a sauna. So then one day I thought, okay, I'm gonna transform this thing into a sauna. So I made like a wooden bench and uh, I used a mannequin and put it on top of the wooden bench. It's called sauna mom. Yeah, that one. And but but this this piece, uh, a lot of people. It's, it's a mannequin, so it's not a real person. But a lot of people in the street were calling like, "Hey, there's a guy sitting, uh, a naked guy sitting on top of the because it's <laughs> the center of Amsterdam." Huh? Yeah, it would happen in Amsterdam, right? <laughs> you know, right? You know, right? <laughs> the police thought, "Okay, naked guy." So they came, you know, with 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 the arrest team. So uh, the police came and uh, they they took the mannequin off. But you see, um, the, the position was fixed, so you couldn't move the arms and the legs. So the police guy was trying to get this mannequin in the back of the car, but because it's too tight, it wouldn't fit. So there was a guy was uh, uh, recording the, the officer trying to get the, the mannequin in the car. And uh, yeah, he, he put this online uh, at some sort of nine gag type of thing we have in the Netherlands, it's called Dumpert. And this went viral like, like mental, like, like, and then I was all over the newspapers, but like who, who did put the, the sauna guy uh, on top of there. And then like a couple of months later, a friend of mine, he called me and he said, hey, they're selling your mannequin online at an auction. And I was like, what? So I went online and it's true that everything that is found in the street of Amsterdam, and if it's got value, it's, it's sold at the end of the year at a, a public auction. So I went to the auction and I bought the mannequin once again. And the same, <laughs> I, I placed it up there once again. Like, 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 and, but then it went like, you have like the biggest news uh, distributor of uh, the Netherlands. And they, they said like, whoa, this guy's back at the steaming installation. And then it got picked up by the biggest news distrib distributor, distributor in Europe. And then it was in Germany, France, everyone was like, whoa, it became really big. And I was still like, oh shit, <laughs> they don't know it's me. And then like 20, like a couple of hours later, 
everywhere was my name. I'm like, what? But that was because I paid with my card for the, for the mannequin at the auction. So they had my name because <laughs> I paid the card. And my name was everywhere. And I thought like, oh, I'm in really big trouble now. But it didn't happen. It was like television shows calling me if I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, yeah, it was only about giving people a smile on their face. And then I never get any penalty. And ever since, I'm, I'm always saying that I, I'm responsible for the stuff. And uh, well, I need to knock, but it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Back on wood, definitely. Yeah, like, well, you know what? I, I was noticing, at least so far, a lot of the pieces of yours that I've seen, has, it's not really vandalism. You know what I mean? It's like you're adding to something. And you're Instead not really fixing it kind of like oh, fixing yeah, things like you said, you're street, fixing you know it, what I mean? You know, I love that. Very, I love that. Very clever way. So, you know, I can understand, especially since it's, it's very clever and funny, you know, if I'm part of parliament over there or, you know, the monarchy or whatever, I'm not trying to take that guy in. I'm like, thank you for this guy, man. Let's see what you got next, man. That's very, very clever, man. I'm, I'm envious of, uh, now, you know what? I got a question for you. Um, <laughs> Do you still, uh, do you know if you still hold uh, a couple of world records? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's another thing. My dad loved Could you me. talk about that for a second, please? Your two yeah. records that you have? Yeah, I have a couple of them, but it's because my dad was really keen of the Guinness Book of Records. I don't know if you know this, but it's a book with, with world records and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm very course, familiar yeah. with it. I had a copy I of it when I was it. young and went through the whole thing like three or four That's times. That's like my favorite thing as a kid, man. I would just like, oh, okay, you know, you figure out how many, and then, you know, you just imagine it's like, how can I try to beat this record? And like, I love that yeah. you, you were into it. Okay. Same, so, same here. I was always checking like, can I, can I be better? Can I be better? Yeah. <laughs> just, just checking the book. And I always liked the cover of the book. It always showed like, hey, the biggest car, the biggest pizza. Like, whoa, that's a big pizza. You know? Yeah. <laughs> simple things. And uh, so I thought, yeah, it would be fresh to, to get a record myself. And I think the first one that I had was like, I have the world record um, uh, stair sliding on a mattress because I used to love it when I was a kid, like going down the stairs with a mattress. Like at your parents' house, like, but then in the Netherlands we have a stair that is uh, 582 steps, and I did oh. it from the top to the bottom at a mattress, and uh, that one went, went really fast. And that one, <laughs> did you did you wear a helmet for the, for this? Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. Did. How, wait, 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 wait. How old were you when you did this? I think about 30 or something, or 28. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that, man. Talk about it. Wait, okay. So that's that's an interesting world record, okay? And it's and so it's an odd one, right? It's an odd one, but the other one blows my mind. I mean, how how did you came up with the idea for the other one? Please tell me. Let's talk about that one for a second. For, for which one? The the, 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 the Fiat five hundred. Oh yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well my, my I have a lot of <laughs> from when I was a kid, but at our village, at one time there was a guy coming over at a big arena and he was going to jump to a burning ring of fire on a motorcycle. And my village is really small. So this was the biggest event I ever witnessed when I was young, together with my dad. And I was like, well, yeah, he- It's like <laughs> he an evil Knievel kind of thing. I, I, never, I never saw something like that. So, uh, so um, I don't know. And my, my dad was also enthusiastic about the whole <laughs> going to a ring of fire. So yeah, ever since I thought I had the idea of going to a ring of fire, but it always sounded Sounded like, yeah, why should I go to a ring of fire? But then I thought maybe it's fun to go in the smallest car on earth, like the Fiat 500, the old one, the classic one, and then jump to a burning ring of fire. But then I thought, okay, it's so small. I need to protect myself a little bit. 
that you don't hit uh, <laughs> everything too hard. No, that's so, not it. Wait, there's more. There's more. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, so I thought I, I could protect myself with foam and stuff like that. But then I thought, no, it would be way more interesting to use like a, a stupid material to protect yourself. And then I thought it would be nice to use grapes, just, just grapes. <laughs> and then have the car like completely filled with grapes and then yeah, drive like, uh, I think, 70 miles an hour and then go to a ring of fire <laughs> and then all the grapes go up and then you land and the, the, the grapes are some sort of your protection shield and uh, yeah I did this but the funny part about that one I went to Italy because we don't have grapes in the Netherlands well we don't have really grape yards so I went to Italy and then um, me and a friend we bought a Fiat 500 out a small one and then we <laughs> convinced a farmer that didn't speak English at all and I don't speak Italian that we were going through a burning ring of fire at his graveyard but we we did everything by drawing and he was always laughing like ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're not gonna but i think still he didn't understand it until the ring of fire went on he's like no 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 but we were ready with the car standing over there like <laughs> it was so crazy but uh yeah that, that was did, a fun did you get injured at all yeah, I had a really sore neck because um, we we landed at the nose a little bit. So it was like, and, uh, um, so I, I had a, but it is gone. Um, but that was a cool one. And I had one last year, like in the Netherlands, we're really keen uh, on ice skating. Um, we, we like it a lot. Uh, if, if, if we've got frozen lakes, we go out and, 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 and skate. But uh, I don't know, it, it didn't happen for the last 10 years, even though everybody loves it. Uh, we hadn't, we didn't have frozen kennels in Amsterdam, and uh, so I thought, shit. It, it, uh, and when when the kennels are frozen in Amsterdam, we do like a, a skate rally. It's called uh, the Geisersgracht race. It's like the the emperor of Amsterdam. You have like a distance between two bridges, and the one that's the fastest, he can call himself the new emperor of Amsterdam. But uh, yeah, the, the last time was like ten years ago. So I thought it's it's time for a new emperor. And last year I created a machine so that I can skate on water so i had like two floaters and then i, I could move my legs like in the uh, skating position and then i had like uh, like like strings attached to a, a propeller and yeah with a with a wheel that keeps it spinning and yeah with <laughs> oh this is really technical shit but but it worked so i Dude, i can I, picture i know exactly what you're saying that's amazing yeah so so i did skate like with the, with complete skate position i i did the the, the thing yeah like this so this was me uh, skating with the machine and I, I, it worked like not really fast but i did the the complete course the complete track there and you then, are. yeah and then so right now i'm the new emperor of amsterdam which is that's a fun uh, <laughs> yeah you know frankie's mind is just like you you, you know how to like like I wait, said, wait, wait a second. Actually, um, so when you're on the, the the water skating machine, how long were you on that thing? Well, I think the the the, 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 the track is is like 500 meters, and I think I did it in 10 minutes or something. So normally, wow, okay. Normally right. people go really fast, but but still, uh, I was the only one doing it. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> the other question is, when you did the mattress down the stairs, did you get injured from that? Yeah, yeah, because um, it's kind of hard to, uh, you, you're not able to turn and stuff like that. So when, when the mattress goes like uh, like 90 degrees, well, then you're like screwed. And one time 
yeah, you, you, you can't break. And, and one time I fall, fell down the mattress and then the, the stairs are concrete. So I was going with my ankle on the stairs, you know, with, with your flesh. And I think I have a oh. feeling that I think I went like 40 stairs or something on my ankle. <laughs> and oh. then, but that one was like, that it's like white, you know, when the flesh goes up. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> But but still, you get so much adrenaline that you're ah, shit. Tape tape it and then go up again. And finally, uh, I managed to do it, like from the top to the bottom, and that was like the the world record. But the day after, I was like, <laughs> that one that one hurt it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Good thing you did it when you were uh, when you were thirty instead of when you were like uh, fifty two, like me. It wouldn't have uh, it would have taken you much longer to to recover from that. I can tell you yeah. that right now. Wow, man, True. That's, that's so awesome, dude. <laughs> All yeah, right, yeah. Um, getting back to, to artwork now, I saw another thing that was really uh, very interesting. Um, can you tell me about what, what went on at, uh, at, was it Milan Fashion Week? With the, yeah. uh, with the milk truck? Oh uh, yeah, like I did study industrial product design and this is in the Technical University in Delft, which is a really good study, but it's really technical and functional. So you learn how to create stuff that's yeah, like really functional. <laughs> but uh, when, I, when I studied there, I, I thought it was more interested to maybe make it a little bit more complex because then uh, sometimes it becomes a little bit more fun. And for instance, I think one of the first things that you have to do at the study is create a lamp. And then they say, okay, the lamp needs to be uh, dimmable and stuff like that. And then I thought, well, it's way more interesting to design a dimmer instead of a lamp, <laughs> like a dimmer that you that actually gives light. So what I did is I, I used switches to dim a light. So if you hit one switch, the light is a little bit too switch. So I had a complete board with a lot of switches. And if you get one switch, a lamp goes on a little bit, second switch more, third switch more. So you have a lot of switches. And if you hit all the switches, the lamp goes on completely. And then I used a normal lamp shape. But that one really stood out from all the other students who designed lamps and stuff like that. So I was always like my microwave at my ho home. It doesn't have a door like this. It has a door like, you know, a Lamborghini scissor door. Normally a door goes open like this. That's awesome. So it's always finding a, a different, this is my doorbell. So there's always different ways to, 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 to design something. But uh, during my study, well, I didn't get like the best grades, so but I thought it was the best, was the best design. So I thought, okay, I need to show this to the the world audience. And then you have the uh, Salone del Mobile in Milan, which is the biggest design fair we have in Europe. It's like all the big design names, they're going over there. You know, Ingo Maurer, Rommelwald, Philip Stark, all these these big fellas. And I thought, yeah, I need to I need to roll with them. So uh, I thought, okay, I'm gonna rent a gallery during the, this design week. But the prices are like mental and I, I was student so I, I didn't have that money and but then I started working at a bar until I was able to buy an old Dutch milk fan and then I drove with the fan with all my stuff and just parked my fan with all my design products in front of the galleries of these these big guys and I think I did that in 2004 and nobody was presenting himself in a mobile way you didn't have food trucks and stuff like that in Europe so everybody was like why is he in a car and that one it gave me so much publicity, like, like crazy. Like uh, I was in all the design magazines, all the, the newspapers, 
the, the bad thing was about it that they didn't spoke about my designs, but only about the milk fan. But, but still, uh, <laughs> still, sorry, I'm that's never... the way I brought it up too. But that's just you know the way I remembered what I what I saw it from. But yeah. um, but that's cool, cool, man, because it's way more street art if you can think about it than actually being in a gallery by being in a mobile milk milk van, you know. And that's what I love about your art, man. It's always way more taking, creative. It's always changing the uh, definition of street art because everybody thinks a lot of people think stencils, you know, wheat paste, you know. But you're always taking it to a ne- different level, man, of you know Thanks. creativity, man. And, yeah, the uh, first time that uh, you know, I think we actually saw some of your work on the street, and we were like, "Is that? I don't know, man." <laughs> just take a, take a fucking picture of it okay let's just take a fucking picture of it and then later realize oh that was frankie okay now yeah you know and i love but you at know, the od like, gallery at the od gallery we were there visiting uh, and we're just like oh yeah looking at the you know the latest show and then it was street art frankie yeah shout out to and, jason man um i think uh james even put up a video of himself on the thing with the, oh, with yeah, the dancer yeah. you know i don't have um, that dance machine yeah <laughs> yes. i love that because as a kid one of the things you know when you go to the supermarket right and in front of the market there's always the you put in a nickel you put in a quarter or whatever it is and you know as yeah. a kid it's just so appealing to you right it's like hey i get to hear music this goes around in a circle right <clears throat> but you had two different yeah. types of machines one was uh this the uh the stripper giving you a lap dance basically once you put it in the machine right and then the other one yeah. was basically uh riding on your back man and i, th- I just thought that these were like so clever man you, you know he also had a dog dancing with a a, a boom box there i mean uh, this one yeah, I like, there's the this one I like because my, my dad used to write with me when i was young i used to write at his back you know like um we call it horse riding in the Netherlands. So, so my oh, dad yeah. was walking like this. Now I was sitting at his back. And, and a lot of uh, uh, fathers do this in the Netherlands. And it's called horse riding in the Netherlands, paardje rijden. Okay. So I thought, okay, a horse is normally at the carousel. So uh, if this is called horse riding, then I can be the horse. So I can be on top of a carousel and people can ride at my back. So <laughs> no, I thought that's yeah. so cool, man. And, you know, at the time, like, it just, like, invoked a lot of, like, especially it being in a gallery, it invoked... Like, I was like, this artist is very humble, too. He's not a guy that's going to feel like, uh, you, you know, he, he doesn't take himself very seriously either. If you could just put a quarter in and then, like, right on his back, man, you know. So, yeah, man. I mean, I, we've admired your work for many, many years, man. It's such an honor to have you on our show, man. Definitely. Super. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all the compliments. And I, I, I like um, uh, giving people a smile. And I think what was super special is that, um, like, uh, I had like a, um, a weekly page, page in the Dutch newspaper. Like every week I create a piece of street art uh, in Amsterdam. And then it's published uh, on Saturday uh, at the at Parool. It's, it's a, a Dutch newspaper. But the fun nice. thing about that is like uh, a lot of parents read the newspaper, but children are always checking out my page. And for some <laughs> reason, like the last couple of years, uh, like kids are doing... Um, how do you call this? When you're standing in front of the class and you have to talk about a, a topic. Presentation. Uh, a presentation, but it's, it's, it, it, that's, it's for children. I like when you're seven, eight years old. It's like your first presentation you need to give. It's, it's, it's really fresh. But no, nowadays, like I have kids like doing presentations about me. And uh, awesome. sometimes like mothers, they, they type questions to me like, hey, hey, hey. And then uh, if, if the questions are that adorable, then I say, hey, maybe we can do a Zoom meeting with, with the little fellow, little girl. And then oh, one time a girl asked me like, 
can you join me to my class? And I was like, yeah, of course. And, but of course I had, uh, I spoke with the mother and, and we said, okay, so she's gonna do the presentation. I'm in the hallway. And then when she's finished, she says, hey, the questions we can ask this together, fake it. Okay, so we, we said, okay, this is the way we're gonna do it. And we discussed it with, with the girl. And then I was standing at the hallway and she stepped in front of the class and said, I'm going to do my, uh, my lecture about Frankie. And he's at the hallway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's so excited. I like this stuff about kids that you, you, you can't you can control them. They're like, whoa, they have their own way of doing stuff, yeah. even though you. So whole new schedule, whole new plan. Yeah. Here we go. I, I love Everything like, I love the them. themes but you have, man. Like right. this. This is an old piece, you know, like that that I saw, but it's just like, you know, it's very friendly. You know, this is a Mr. Potato Head <laughs> rock, basically. This is a, a, in 2012, you know what I mean? And, you know, for yeah. me, like street art, it's always been kind of like a uh, like a dark, darker, dangerous, you know, type of like vibe a lot of times. Right. Or even political or, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of people feel that way. But I feel like you managed to break those kind of like molds. And it's just like sometimes street art is just funny and it's just like clever and it makes you laugh like you know and i found that i would say he's more relatable to a bigger bigger audience definitely you know? definitely just and then more international you know anytime you can say something without having words or something like that it speaks you know to more people you know and uh wait okay so while i'm thinking about it you said uh, you pointed at something you said that's my doorbell yeah what's can you show us what you're talking about yeah that's, that's, that's... It's a complex piece, but uh, so I, I saw this face. I don't know if you see it, but it's it's a Chinese face, right? Oh, we're oh, looking yeah. at an upside down uh, Chinese yeah. face. Yeah. And then um, the it face. has a uh, kind of like a drum like stick. Yeah, attached to it. Drum stick, but, but there's a, um, uh, a dragon painted on it, yes. like a Chinese dragon. It's a so green vase with a red nice. dragon on it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it would be nice if you could like if you do this and then it awakes the dragon. So, okay, this is gonna be. <laughs> I need to go to ring my doorbell. Let's see. Uh... Oh, now you can see it. Oh, wait. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. So when I when I push the, the door button. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta describe this, man. The so the um basically looks like a, a bassoon um. Uh, percussion like a drumstick basically coming down and hitting the vase and instead of it going gong like what you would think it would sound like it sounds like the dragon <laughs> yeah, yeah man, it it's cool. the dragon with the stick and uh, uh the kids that's and awesome man of this stuff so sometimes we have to disconnect it because otherwise it's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but, uh, it scares some people <laughs> Oh, that's also cool. If a package delivery guy comes and he rings the door, and I can also turn the volume like really loud, like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> so cool, man. Like I said, it's just like, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, Amsterdam, they, they really, really, uh, you know, encourage the arts, man. In America, you know, I feel like a lot of times it's like, it's, uh, it, you know, like I said, it's a lot harder for artists. Do you, is, do you feel that that's true? That's my perception a lot of times, you know? I haven't been to the States a lot, but um, I, I, I love the, the Amsterdam uh, environment. It felt like for a long time we didn't have any political problems. I know right now it changed a little bit, but you always hear about other countries, about uh, racism and stuff like that. But for some reason, I, I didn't feel this in Amsterdam. Like everybody was 
friendly and <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i got that too i got that myself yeah no I, well. I definitely feel that way too like you know it's a smaller population they definitely have their shit together compared to us in the u.s that's how i feel a lot of times you know but let me ask you so you haven't been to the states in the u uh, that much man i mean like is there did you ever have any plans for like a show here you, you know in the U u.s or anything like that because uh, i'm telling you man your stuff would like uh, you, you know it would just uh blow people away man and that's why we want really wanted to invite you i would think it would go over great here in la i mean i yeah. think you've been written up in the la times before anyway so um you know if, if we can get an arrangement i'm coming for sure dude <laughs> james we, we may have to figure something out yeah here, no man. definitely definitely man well i mean um you know, we know a few people <laughs> let's let's talk man i love to like, you know, be on the team to help bring you over to, you know, to have, have a show or something like that, just because just I, to have a beer. I just want to go have a beer with this guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you drink at all? Are you, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. He's done. Well, you never man. know when someone's you know, uh, alcohol. Are always, you know, like, that's true. Uh, I, wanna... I like a, I like a good cold beer and, and I like going to, if I'm going on a holiday, I always take like a suitcase with small materials you know and uh, like like small instruments so that i can always create at the spot and i like doing oh, man. it uh, I, I, I love that this, man this I, mean, I saw i saw your most recent rhino nice. piece actually in person when i was in amsterdam last time oh. man um this what's that i mean it's just so, so simple man it's just so simple and what i'm looking at here is one of the uh the the poles from the bridge or the the stems from the bridge basically you know Sri frankie just put two nice little horns and an eye and it just looks so like it's so such a simple design but you know it's one of those things that you <laughs> think you know as a street artist i would be like oh man why didn't i think that you know, you know i mean it's just the like bridge column is what it is james yeah, it's, what okay. did you call it a stem the bridge stem i don't know <laughs> that's a, a bridge column okay frankie says his english and is not that good i'm thinking my english is worse than it man like, <laughs> you know but basically I think, when i when i see this um, do you remember the the piece that uh, Banksy did out here in LA where there it, it looked, he said this looks like a bit like an elephant and it was like this grain holder or something like that and it was just a you know long um, uh, cylinder basically with something coming out of it and you know but when I see something like this what what you just showed us with Frankie and the rhinoceros man that's just a step above if you ask me you know what I mean like oh, yeah, um, yeah to to you know create this and then go out there and actually mount it on there toward the piece i mean when you look at it you don't have to say this looks a bit like a rhinoceros it fucking <laughs> looks like a bit like a rhinoceros you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. uh major props on that one frankie love it man Thanks. better than banksy no no, no yeah no. oh hey you know what maybe if you say it but guess what if somebody else says it then what it makes it so so there you go this, man. this is the piece that uh this is the piece that teacher was talking about right here and i see, <laughs> yeah. we're looking okay. at a water tank it says this looks like an elephant I, we yeah it's actually that. a trailer is what it is yeah. so it has the wheels uh, on the trailer and it's we're you know, saying that in they... comparison this definitely looks like a rhino man it doesn't yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't need to put the words up there you know what i mean like it's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, awesome. it's all about a good laugh and I, I i do like the piece of course i like political work and, and there's a lot of people grading good stuff that really sets your mind like whoa on fire but i also like just the stuff just to give you a good smile and like <laughs> but you know what what i've always thought about that is that you know and those people are always going to be there and they're going to do a great job with what they do you know but we could 
you know, and sometimes most of the time it's almost like preaching to the choir, you know, because the people that are going to see it and understand it aren't necessarily people that we really need to reach, you know. <laughs> um, but we can always, always use something like your work that brings everybody together to understand something, you know. It's like no political side or whether both sides are laughing. You know what I mean? That's a beauty. You know, I, I, I love this one too. Go ahead, I have a lot of like children like my work, but also a lot of like really like people like 70 years old that, that are on Dude, the whoever doesn't like it's a fucking idiot, okay? Yeah, in my opinion. That you, that you're, <laughs> I used to love when, when I was a kid, you had like these board games and it says from eight until 88. I'm like, whoa, the game is for everybody. I love that stuff. So yes, I love to create. <laughs> That's like your work, man. Your work is for everybody, man. That's that's one of the, another another one of the reasons why I love it, man. I'm, I'm creating like a super fun work right now. Um, I'm I'm asked for the Amsterdam Light Festival. I don't know if you guys know this, but every year uh, the kennels they put like a lot of uh, light sculptures, but but like giant ones. Um, and I, I'm asked to create one uh, as well. Oh, and really? I, I've, never, I've never actually. Never actually. Wow, this is amazing, man. Yeah, but I'm these pieces. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creating. A, I hope. When I'm are gonna... you? Uh, when does it do? When do you have to create it? Uh, well, it's it's it starts at the second of December, so I'm already almost finished it. Uh, oh. But, uh, so it's like it's, a Christmas thing, basically, right? Kind of like Christmas. Yeah, yeah it's like it's bit. like six six weeks of uh, Amsterdam. So oh. I'm gonna give you guys a. Are, are you going to give us a little preview of it? Yeah, let's do that one. So I think, uh, so I'm, I've got a bridge near the Amstel Hotel and, and the bridge is um, like with all these triangle shapes. It, it's, it looks like a big, like um, uh, like a futuristic bridge because it's, it's completely, it looks like a wireframe. All the, it's all triangles and it's really big and, and it's like dark gray. It, it looks like it's coming out of the future. And uh, so I thought that the stems of the bridge, I, I use your word, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the pillars, they, they, they look like uh, the, the feet from an ad ad from, from Star Wars, but then, uh, well, it oh. was too big to create. So right now I'm, I'm creating uh, this one. I hope you can see it. Oh, oh wow. Because he's, he's fishing. fishing. Yeah, he's fishing. fishing. <laughs> Amazing, We're looking at Darth Vader with the, uh, a lightsaber fishing pole man going off the bridge oh man I that's love brilliant that. bro oh yeah man. it's gonna be really and it's gonna be really big so i think it's gonna look so funny at, especially at that position because that position is uh it, it, it when you when you're underneath the bridge it looks like you're in, in some sort of star trek kind of scene <laughs> so uh, i think it makes completely sense that he's uh, <laughs> in that spot dude this is gonna be soon this is gonna be within a month that this is gonna be up huh yeah, so that's. Oh, I want to see the pictures, man. I want to see the pictures. I want to see some video. I'm excited, yeah. man. Oh man, <laughs> like I said, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna do some work, and then we're gonna, you know, talk to you about how we can bring you to LA, man. Because I, I honestly, I really think that, you know, just your stuff is just like so amazing. It's brilliant. A lot of times, you know what I mean? I can't believe uh, you know, I, inviting you on the show is the first step just to, you know, introduce you to what, uh, what other countries have you had uh, exhibits in? Nowhere. <laughs> no, because I was uh, <laughs> uh, for, for a long time, I was doing all the shows all by myself. 
because um, I just rented a space and I showed my my stuff over there. And uh, but um, yeah, but things are picking up a little bit, and um, I'm looking forward to go international with this stuff. But but still, like I'm doing, I have to create stuff every week for the newspaper, oh, <laughs> and of course yeah. I need to make a living. So uh, I'm quite busy, but it it looks like super fun to go to another city and. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, let's, let's definitely talk afterwards and see like what, where we can help you, man, because I mean, obviously time is like a, a everybody's biggest constraint. You, you know what I mean? But I mean, to be honest, just to have to come up with something every single week for the newspaper, man. I mean, hey, teach you, you got some competition because people <laughs> see teacher as uh, one of the most prolific street artists in L.A. But not lately, but, though. Yeah, lately, <laughs> teacher, for, teachers. I go in on, spurts, you know what I mean? You have creative <laughs> waves and then you put shit out and everything and then people start expecting shit and then kind of like going, you know, wait a second. Let's not just put stuff out to, to, to put stuff out. But, how, you know, one a right? week, I think that's a good exercise. Though. How do you I think that's how a do good you, kata. Uh, how do you What's keep that? your passion for, for uh, you, you know, making it not like a, um, a repetitive, job. a job, you, you know what I mean? Because obviously it's like the stuff that you're coming up with is brilliant, man. Like, how do you keep it fresh for yourself? I don't know. It's always people ask me, how, how do you get inspiration? I think just by walking in the streets. And for some reason, I do believe if you if you invest, like you have these 10,000 hours rules, right? If, if you want to learn how to play the piano, you should invest 10,000 hours in playing piano. Well, I think I, I've done my 10,000 hours of creating street art. So uh, <laughs> seeing possibilities is not a problem at all. If I walk out of my door, I can say 10 on the spot, but seeing ways how to create it, because I think you mentioned it. Um, I do have rules for myself. I don't want to um, 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 break anything. So I work with tie wraps, metal wire, tape that, that doesn't give uh, uh, strings. I, I never use uh, spray cans anymore, even though I love people to do that stuff. But for me, I have these rules. I use crayons and stuff like that. So so nine out of 10 times, if I see something, I say, oh, this is super nice. But then I don't know how to create it in a way that it that, that it can be taken that it doesn't um yeah break yeah, anything so mm. i only do the stuff that i think oh that's doable to to, to create it in a day and to place it in a day um, yeah man and that's I mean, like, I mean i think those are great rules man i think i'll tell you how he does it okay this is how he does it right here okay he was born when he was born he had the father that he had yeah. and he grew up the way he grew up okay that's how he does it <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm very lucky that uh, that I had a father that showed me that creating stuff is really big fun and uh, that you can create anything yourself. And, and nine out of ten times, you can create it better than the stuff you see in shop. At least it gives you a bigger smile if you if you did create it yourself. You're like, Frankie, yeah, do you I'm good at that. Do you have any kids, man? Absolutely. I mean, uh, just... Well, I, I don't have kids. Because <laughs> I don't like, have kids either, man. High five. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't watch television. I, sorry, I never saw you guys, your show. No, it's when okay. I, I, we're honored to have you on. Sometimes man. it makes it even better. You know what I mean? It makes it more fresh, you know? So, uh, you know, like, no I worries. Like creating, I like creating stuff. And for some reason, like in Amsterdam right now, I'm, I'm building a bridge, which is like crazy. Um, so you have like these two buildings that are in front of Dam Square. It's, it's like super, and they, they want to have like a, a walking bridge between two levels. And then they asked like a couple of Dutch design uh, agencies and stuff like that. Can they come up with something? And they asked me as well. And then <laughs> I'm over myself. So I made some drawings and then I did win the pitch. 
and it's going to be a bridge that it was like it had to be there for at least 100 years starting from now and so right now i'm working with these architect uh, companies and stuff like that to create something that that's like next to dan square and it's going to be wow. there the amazing. and it's like super funny if you see it it's an instant smile i can't tell about that one because it's still a secret but it's going to be built next year and it's like and then i'm so super proud to have something that will yeah be man. i mean when i'm gone, around for that long man that's yeah, amazing man. At the center of Amsterdam, like the place that I love in comic books, I hope that one day, like a, a comic artist will make a drawing of this, this like crazy bridge that I designed, and then I think the circle is like, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, man, dude, I love, I love his, I love Frankie's energy, man. I mean, to be, <laughs> to be honest, it's just like you know, I always feel like the Dutch people. I've already been inspired by his work, you know <laughs> what I mean? But now his energy and, and getting to hang out with him. You know, yeah, yeah definitely man. even yeah. more inspiring, dude. You know, like I said, we I, we go to Amsterdam uh, like every once in a while, especially me, man. And honestly, I'd love to take you out for a beer or, you, you know, hang out sure. with you and Jason sometime. Like dinner you know, and a beer. You, you yeah. Know? Or I don't know if you smoke. I, I Everybody knows I'm a big stoner, but uh, not so let's, many Dutch people are. Let's do everything in Amsterdam. Just just give me a call when you're when you're here. And, uh, <laughs> let's go. Hell yeah, man. I love it, man. And like I said, uh, so how could be, you know, how can people uh, follow you, find you on social media, man? I mean, where do you want people to go? You got a few. Wait, first question. If someone would like to get in touch with you to purchase your artwork or whatever, what's the best way for you? Well, I do have a website <laughs> that's really old, but it's 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 Frankie.com and there's info at Frankie.com. It's like an email that I don't answer myself, but I have a really nice girl that uh, <laughs> nice. this was a show. It was super nice. Oh yeah, so this uh, this is a statue that I made last month for the. <clears throat> but if if you go to the corner, I think somewhere there's like contact, and then you can uh, reach me for. Uh, oh, it's uh, a slideshow. It's going through the slideshow. Okay. Oh, so like, dude, dude, slow down. He was telling you about this one piece. Where are you going to the next one? But that's part of the slideshow. The website. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting angry at James going, dude, slow down. Fuck. The, it, it, in, the, in the right corner, you can go to contact or something, I think. Uh, or isn't there? You might need to fix uh -oh. that, Frankie. But uh, is there info at Frankie.com. That's Frankie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you might. Oh, that's how old my. Uh, no. Skills are right. now, uh, or or just Instagram, and I think you can send it DM. But like, street art uh, Frankie, yeah, uh, uh, street, street art Frankie, man, check out street art Frankie's work, man. Like honestly, his Instagram, and you you'll know, thank every, us. You yeah, will man. thank if, us if you that love street sure. art. Like this, is if you no. dude, if you enjoy being amused, okay. Not if you like street <laughs> art, you know what I mean. Like if you enjoy being amused, Wait. you know, check this guy's work out. One more thing, I wanted to talk about your jackets, man, because I thought this was super cool, man. Uh, the, the jackets before. Uh, yeah. Uh, First, thanks for all the compliments, huh? like. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm just being real. That's yeah, all yeah. we're just, we're just letting you know man, how we feel, it. man. Like you That's know, be, to be honest, it's like we see a lot of different street, <laughs> street artists out here, man, and uh, you know when we <laughs> see when we have awesome, one just dude. like. That's as brilliant as you are, man. We're happy to have you on, man. But I wanted you to tell everybody about these jackets, man, because you know it gets oh, cold. Oh, dude, you know, right? that's like camouflage, yeah. basically. Well, yeah. Oh, look at that little like, dude. Uh, that's awesome. I I, 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 love army prints, so I, I, I normally wear an army jacket. But when you create street art, it's way more easy to do this 
on daytime wearing an orange jacket because all the yes. people from the municipality that work on the street in the Netherlands, they wear these big orange jackets. So whenever I was creating street art, I was wearing an orange jacket because then you don't get questions. <laughs> I've been wearing yeah. orange jackets for 15 years or something. But then my girlfriend, she said, damn, you need to pick something that you always have your orange jacket. And I was like, yeah, I, I need to have it inside of my jacket. And then uh, I started oh. making a sketch for a jacket that you can wear inside. Reversible. Out. It's called yeah. the reversible. Oh my God, it's fucking <laughs> just brilliant. The funny thing is, if you wear an orange jacket and you stand on the street and you're doing like this, everybody's stopping. And then, like, and but I, I've got a, a, some other tricks. I always have like these orange uh, pillars or pillars, you know, these orange things you can put on the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, those yeah, orange yeah. pylons. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I always have like a couple of those. And if you make a big circle and you stand there with your orange jacket, nobody will ever. And then there I you go, man. Tips, I tips from a master, man. Of how not to get caught. I think the last tip is the best tip. I have like a, like a lot of papers, and the paper says uh, uh, Amsterdam Street Art with three crosses, like the Amsterdam logo, and then it says yeah. permission. It says big permission, and then it says hereby I, Frank, give Street Art Frankie permission to do whatever. And I've got like day stamps that only says this is a day stamp from Frankie, and 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 I've got like a location permit, and and I have like. 10 of these papers. So whenever I'm placing a big piece, like when you're in damn square, there's always a lot of cups. But then you have the orange jacket. You have the orange pillars. And then they ask you, do you have permission? Yeah. So, and then I have like 15 of these papers that all have day stamps. I'm like, this is it. And, and then somebody's like, oh, okay, man. Because that's official <laughs> if you've got like a lot of papers, like way too many papers and they're all complex with a lot of stamps. They're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking teachers uh, <laughs> Technique to the next level, man. Like you know, teach you only got one. Paper. I have I have a permit that I keep in a plastic <laughs> sleeve that I take with me. But yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Throw some good. more paper in there and just be like, here, dude, just figure it out yourself. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. There you go, man. Tips from a master uh, about how you, you know how to get up during the day, man. And, oh man, that's uh, you know, awesome. You know, what? you know, I just one more thing. I just wanted to show this chick this one piece. Uh, I thought this was just super cool, man. This is very simple. It's Mondrian. on the back of the street signs. I mean, you know, he just painted, Frankie painted some like red, some of them red, white, and yellow. And it's like, just looks like the Mondrian uh, piece, you know? And Piet Mondrian, not yeah. the Mondrian, you know, club that we have here in LA on Sunset Boulevard. No, there's an artist <laughs> named Piet Mondrian, okay? Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, it's like this was his style. He would take some primary colors and, and use them in a very graphic way and black lines. And uh, this is just brilliant. I love it because it's like it's really just kind of connecting street art to like the past great artists, too, in different styles, man. You know, and yep. uh, that just shows uh, somebody's doing their homework, man. So, uh, you know, I, I just really wanted to showcase just a like, great honestly, spot for it, man. You know, one of the. <laughs> One of the definitely the, one of the most brilliant street artists, uh, like in, in my in my per perception, and so uh, you know, just one of those pieces so I've seen. I go, I might think of that. God, <laughs> great so, yeah, work, man. bro. Next next time we're in we're we're in uh, uh, Amsterdam, you know, let's hang out, laser, and like uh, you know, all those guys, man. Like uh, you, you know, I I love how Amsterdam's like kind of like a tight knit town, especially amongst artists, man. So. Uh, we appreciate you for coming on the show, man. Next time we'll definitely meet in person and, uh, you know, hang out and talk about future plans and any opportunities here in the United States. All right. Anything else you wanted to say yourself? That sounds brilliant. Once again, thanks for the support and, and 
for all the great words. I'm a bit humble, but I wanted to point out like there's a lot of good guys in the Netherlands. Um, and there's like uh, one guy that you definitely need to see one day. He's called John Kermeling. I think right now he's around Can you spell 65. Spell that for me. John, John J O H N. And then Kermeling is K O R M E uh, L I N G. Kermeling, yeah. And um, you should have him on the show. Uh, he, I don't, he, he don't call himself a street artist, but I think he called himself an architect. But he's like crazy good ideas. I think he was the first one to have like um, 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 a ferry wheel that you can drive with your car. You know that you can go, oh, wow. <laughs> go all the way up and <laughs> go out. Wow! Oh my God! At a round, well, dude, if you could put in a good word for us, you know, because oh, and that he's would like, help. He's like he doesn't know how good he is. He's like one of the best guys, but he, he doesn't have social media at all. But he's like crazy, wow. yeah, crazy good. Um, so so check out John Kermling. I always yeah, I, I just pull up one of his pieces. They're, they're kind of no, like more. No, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not this one. He doesn't have Instagram. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah. Th this is, uh, yeah. But if, if you go on Google, you, you will find. Uh, oh yeah, there you have. Like if you go down a little bit, you you saw the P. Like uh, I liked it. Uh, yeah, like this one. The, he, he always oh. has a, a rock in his car that has a a P, like a parking spot. So. Whenever he, he he can't find a parking spot, he just rolls out his, his his rock, and then he can park his car at the rock. So he has the rock in his car, just so he can create parking carpet, park, <laughs> parking spot everywhere. But I'm telling you, the, 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 he's got like a trillion brilliant ideas, and uh, 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 I think this is one of the the best artists that we have in the Netherlands. Awesome, so, man. If you if um, you can put us in touch, man. I mean, yeah. he if he wants to come on the show, man. Like sure. you know, on the show we basically just. Uh, you know, we like see over there, it, it's it's on a roundabout and it goes around like every 23 hours, the house goes around to the roundabout. And his oh, idea wow. was that when people are in front of the traffic light, they're like, hey, the house was yesterday a bit more. <laughs> and then at the end of the week, they're like, hey, the house is, uh, it moved a it's bit. Turned. So the people are going to go because you don't see it moving, but it goes, ah, well, it's, and that's wow. awesome. The funny is, it works out like, really big and i always think how did he how did he manage to how did he convince people that a house at a roundabout turning around every 23 hours that is a, good, a good idea <laughs> yeah it's a good idea i, I think that's fascinating that's it's, um at, at that all scale, it takes is the right funding it all comes down to funding true <laughs> and people believing in the stuff that you're doing and i think it's fun because he's like he's been doing great stuff for 30 years and whenever you see him talking he's always smiling he always had like like this water eyes like he's always like oh i want to do stuff so he, he's, he's like I, I, yeah I man i mean uh you know if he if he has like his work looks very interesting oh man. does he speak uh does he speak english well i think so because he did this uh, thing in shanghai that the dutch uh, uh yeah house at the, at the world expo and stuff like that he's oh, also okay. from because your your english is amazing i mean you know some people don't <laughs> understand like if you were to speak some um some the but i guess what is the language they speak uh dutch yeah um yeah if you were to speak some dutch right now you know people would be like you are you having a i know 
uh, is something wrong with you? <laughs> Are you having a stroke or something? Like part of your lips not you're not making. But no, the Frankie's right English words. is amazing. All you know, all yeah. the people are very humble, man. But they're you know, like they always say, "Oh, my English is not so good, man." But they all speak like four different languages, man. You, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Besides English, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, Dude, thanks again thank so, much, so much, man. We for appreciate out the uh, the artist hookup as well. You know, it's uh, when it went interviewing someone like you anyone that you have to you know the master uh, introduced you know mentioned to us the you know our, our followers as well we're going to be they're going to be looking forward to that as well man but can't yeah, wait well, to see your bridge coming up with the with the batman and uh in the other bridge man i can't wait to see your work bro but then there's one person that that you also need to check out or ask him uh he's not from the netherlands but from paris he's called julien Berthier. okay he's still and out he, Julien, 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 yeah, Julian, and then Bert is B E R T, and then H I E R. He has like a, a, a ship that sink, but he can still uh, go around with it because it, it stays in the in the same position. <laughs> and he goes with the ship to the harbor in Monaco. With, he just goes in there like, uh, and and he's, oh, I love his work. That he's like, whenever there's like two poles with street signs. He cuts away one pole and then he puts a street sign at the other pole. And then he has like expositions with all the metal that he took away from Paris, like all the, 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 the stuff. I, that guy is also like super fresh, but there's like so many people in the world. So this is, this is one of his pieces too, man. So yeah, that's oh, wow. that could flow. But um, if you go further down, uh, yeah, the, there you, see is. The, you see the boat in the middle? Go up yeah. again, James. That one, right there. It, it actually. <laughs> oh man! It, wow. It, 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 the big harvest in, in, in the south of France. Uh, Amazing! Amazing, man. <laughs> man wow. I just gotta wonder how many times this guy has like other boats coming up. Dude, you, you, need, you need help? You want us to call the. <laughs> the calls oh, coast guard man. for you or something like that <laughs> yeah these are like you know it's it's not quite street art but yeah it's just, it's just totally creative uh, and uh, dude it's you know, outdoor that, yeah that it's outdoor alone. exactly man like that, that is, alone qualifies him holy shit these are man. amazing fresh. this is the freshest guy we have in europe i guess we're gonna so. give him a follow right now man so uh, check him out for sure you need to do it because he's a Oh, if you can have him on the show, he's also like a... There you see it in the harbor. You see, like, if you go up next to the boat, you see the harbor. The, the, the boat that sank, if you go one... Oh, no, 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 no. Go down. Go down. To the right. There you go. Right there. Like you see... That's hilarious, man. And it actually is able to sail, too. Well, that, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for putting these guys on our radio. Oh my god, yeah, that's hilarious, out. man! Julian uh, Berthier, man, awesome, man, dude. Frankie, thank you so much, man. Thank you so thank much, you so much, man. Thank you, thank so you much. guys. And like the next time we're in uh, Amsterdam, we will hit you up, man. And uh, good, hopefully, it. all right, thank good you so much for coming. Up. Thank you, and uh, for the audience. Follow us at PTTP Show. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow Frankie at Street Art Frankie. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace.
Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash PTTP show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.